This is Karev of Heritage Hip Hop. Thanking you for joining me tonight on another episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This podcast is from the Mike Council Collection, where we talk about pivotal issues that we feel are important to the hip hop culture and the hip hop community. Tonight we talk reparations, and I would love to hear some feedback from you on this topic. So please take the time to relax, join the conversation, and enjoy this podcast. And I'll be back with commentary at the end. Peace and blessings. What's going on to everybody out there who is watching the Heritage Hip Hop podcast right now on YouTube and Everybody that's going to tune in, Heritage Hip Hop is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, available on iHeartRadio. We are available on, we're available wherever you get your podcast needs. Shout out to everybody that's checking in. Shout out to my man right there. We waiting for his show to come back. Thank you for watching. Everybody's watching on YouTube. Thank you for everybody watching on Facebook. Thank you for everybody watching on Twitter. Wherever you get Heritage Hip Hop, I thank you for joining in and letting me know that you support the uh, movement. If you want to donate to Heritage Hip Hop, you can hit my cash app. It's dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop. That's most appreciated. I thank you for that. And I want to get into the topic today because today I read something that was very, very interesting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I read something that could change the lives of people who actually pay attention to what's happening in the world and what's happening in the fabric of our country. See, our country right now is going through a change where there are more immigrations going on. People of color are getting disseminated even more. And now we have the people who are getting attacked, Hispanic people, who are getting attacked and being turned against each other. Thank you to the Donald Trump movement. Not only that, it's economical and there's a game being played. And one of the most important economic games that's being played is who can we get to go against who to make them attack each other. And one thing that I've seen is in many states of this country, and it started in California, the debate and talk about reparations has come so fervently that now we see other states getting into, into the conversation. It started in California. Oregon is looking into it. The middle states are looking into it. And now it's come to my home state, which is New Jersey. And I have my source right here. My source says New Jersey to consider black residents. Uh, New Jersey to consider whether black residents get reparation payments for slavery. That uh, article is written by Mr. Walter Mathau or John Mathau. Let me get the let me get the actual thing so you can know what I'm talking about. I have the source from Newsbreak. If you subscribe to the Newsbreak app, you can see the story. Uh, the story is by David Mathau. I'm sorry, and it was published January 16th, 2023. Let's get into the heart of the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, because this is a big conversation. The conversation is New Jersey is looking into starting a task force to decide how to help people who are descendants of slaves in New Jersey. Okay. If you go into the history of New Jersey, 
New Jersey's one of the states that aided the Confederacy. New Jersey's the last northern state or colony that ever wanted to support the Union. They stayed in the Confederacy. So New Jersey has always had alignment with with the Confederates, with slavery, free labor, taking people out of their land and their position in the state to enforce new rules and new governing bodies. All right. Uh, for those of y'all who know about North New Jersey, you have We Quake. We Quake, we Quake they call it, but We Quake. Those people are native people to the land of New Jersey. You got Lenape Valley. Lenape is a, a, a bunch of people who are, are Native American who look like our complexion, my complexion, who lived in New Jersey. And they were moved out of their, um, their land. You have like Susquehannas and all that. Those were people of native descent who were moved out of the country, or out of um, the, the land of New Jersey to other parts of the country. People who look like the enslaved and people who are now considered African-Americans are also who've been considered Negroes, all right? Now, with the talk of reparations, the thing that I like about reparational talk is not the money. It's about America finally saying what they did wrong and our children being able to know other people's children able to know, and then things can go get better moving forward from there. Knowing what has gone wrong can help us fix the issues that continually plague us day after day after day in this damn state that people don't acknowledge. People talk about racism. That is number one. Racism is an umbrella. It's like, it's like autism. White supremacy, racism, hatred, it's an umbrella. You can't talk about that and think that's the only thing that you're going to talk about when it comes to racism and it comes talks to what reparations would be. Reparations has to be more than just saying there's racism and we have to fix it. That is such a goddamn cop out and it's ridiculous. Let me tell you why. Racism is an institution in which the disparity that a person goes through is not just because of the color of their skin. It is the mental anguish, the emotional anguish that a person has to go through as they develop into their own person in a society built to the destruction of them based on how they look first. Let me give you an example. Because you're seen as a less than it's more than just you're not good enough because of your skin color. We have hospitals where women are given, getting, giving birth to children where they're not treated fair or equal. How does a reparation help that? Where women who are, women who are born are giving birth to children in hospitals that are unsafe, People see people of color as animals. People of color are seen as able to take more pain so they could be more reckless with our care. People of color are seen as degenerates and we're treated very unfair. That is some bullshit. How do you give a reparation for that? Number two, after you're born, depending on how much money you make, you go to a society or a town or a borough. Where depending on your economic income, you're already seen as a less than and people treat you according to your income. So if you're a person of color, you can only make this amount of money. 
the insurance is going to premiums are going to be crazy. Your your um care, the type of medicine you get, even the type of schooling you get is going to be fucked up. So I part of my language It's going to be messed up. So if we have that, how do you give a reparation for that? I'm going to ask you this. How do you give a reparation for that? Let's continue. Money, first being born into this life, then getting access to medicines and where you live and things. Then you go to school. I don't know about you, but I've visited other schools besides the ones in the inner city. I myself have gone to Catholic school. I've been in a public institution. I've been in a Jewish institution visiting. I've been to different types of curricula, curriculi in the state of New Jersey and seen them. Okay. So I know what it's like to go to certain areas in the same city and depending on your ethnic or racial makeup, how people will spend money on that school and take care of those children. I go into schools in the city of North New Jersey where the children barely have books. They have old outdated books or economics where whether they're throwback laptops or computers that are just getting refurbished, even smart boards that are technically still blackboards. I've seen that in North New Jersey, but I've also gone to other parts of North New Jersey where when first you walk into school, it looks like a whole different place. It's lavish. There's fish tanks and the kids walk by plushy animals. They have brand new everything. You see what I'm saying? And how do you repair that when the books are not the same, the equipment is not the same, the teachers are not teaching on the same level? Or how about this? They're not teaching with the same materials and we're all grafted to learn the same thing. And the test scores go down, 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 down because the curricula that's being taught is not raising the children's standard standards. It's just seeing if they meet something and then push them along. How do you give reparations for that? How do you give reparations for a person who could drive their car and get destroyed, beaten and hurt because of the color of their skin? And they're seen as a less than rather than somebody who's a able-bodied citizen in the society that's able to make the society better. Reparations is mental. And people just think it's all about money. And that's some bull. And I'm going to tell you what I think when I'm telling you. Listen, when people see each other in society, you're supposed to see somebody you can relate to in some type of way. Somebody who looks like you. Someone who can inspire you. Someone who gives you aspirations of raising your bar and setting the foundation for more. I'm a person who was born in the 70s, lived through the 80s came through the 90s, see the 2000s, scratching my head at the 2010s and the 2020s are very interesting. And let me tell you, I know for a fact that when I was younger, we had not only the hip hop star who was part of my heroes, not only the athlete who was part of my heroes, we had TV shows like A Different World, The Cosby Show, Teen Summit, Rap City, UMTV Raps. We had pump it up. We had things that showed you not only one side of life, but different sides of life and inspire you to go to college, to learn, to become doctors, lawyers, teachers, politicians, entrepreneurs, and things of that nature. When those things got cut, what were the children given to inspire them? Nothing but entertainment. 
and we don't see those great we don't see those great aspirations on of that we used to see. One person shout out to uh Town Mama said Fat Albert. Yes, Fat Albert was a cartoon of people of our complexion that told us don't go telling a lie. Mm -mm -mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? They talk to you about things that are important. Nowadays, I see more cartoons with the cartoons are cross dressing and kissing rather than teaching and educating. We've gone to a point where not only is our education hurting our youth, the entertainment is hurting them too. What is the reparation for that? So the reason why I ask those questions is because in the article, and I want to read some parts of the article to you, it says that New Jersey is going to come up with a task force to start the conversation of reparations. They didn't give a deadline to when that is supposed to be done. They're just saying they're looking into it. So they're looking into starting the conversation of, um, they're looking to start the conversation of who is going to take charge and look at the issue. And what exactly is the issue? Let's go to some of the bullet points. The task force New Jersey wants to come up with will examine the institution of slavery within the state of New Jersey. Remember what I told you. New Jersey was the last state in the, in, in the Union area that joined because New Jersey wanted to stay aligned with the Confederacy and keep labor slave-induced and nothing else. They wanted, they did not like Lincoln. They did not want to turn in the country. They, they, they didn't want to free labor. They wanted to take advantage of people and keep them enslaved. Okay. Like I said, do the history of the Weequaic and the Lenape people in New Jersey. And there's more. I'm waiting for my man to come up on here because he has the documents of his family history being Native American and they were and they were called Eskimos and then Negroes and then Black and then African American. And that's part of where they're at today. I'm waiting for him to come on, but they're going to look at the institution of slavery. The next bullet point was is examine the extent to which the state of New Jersey and federal government prevented, opposed, and restricted efforts of formerly enslaved persons and their descendants who are considered United States citizens to economically thrive upon the ending of slavery. That means from the, the um, Reconstruction era to today, how New Jersey has not allowed people of color to get ahead when it comes to this country. Let's pause on that for a minute because today is, uh, we, we recognize the life and the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. If you go to heritagehiphop.com, you see this article. I please ask that you read this and take into consideration what it said and enjoy the music videos that's in the article. This article is on heritagehiphop.com. That's where our blog is. Please take the time to look at it. And I bring that up because Martin Luther King Jr., right? We always hear, I have a dream. And one day, little black boys, little black girls, join hands with little white boys, little white girls, and be free. But one part of that speech that they never talk about is how he talks about America owes the Negro a blank check. That's in the first part of that speech that is never played. And when he talks about giving the Negro a blank check, it is because after slavery was ended, when people had nowhere to go, they did not get 
rep restitution in their freedom where they could get land or people got their land back. They did not have jobs to create income or to get income. They had to go work and find. Nothing was given back to the people who were taken away, who got there, who, who were taken out of the slavery itself, but given nothing to start off on. And Martin Luther King Jr. talked about how people could come to this country, the Irish, German, Russians, other people could come to this country and the banks will roll out. Here's a land, something for land. Here's something to get you started. Here's a stipend. Here's this, here's that. But when people of color got quote unquote free, they only were told, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and make your life what you're supposed to make it. Yet people did not have boots to pull themselves up with. So now they're going to study that when it comes to making a reparation for people in the state of New Jersey. I digress. Let me ask you a question. If you have nothing, how can you make something from nothing until, unless you have to do with whatever means necessary it takes to get something done? Q-tip, not Q-tip, T.I. made a song like about that, and it's called I'm Just Doing My Job. And he talked about how he sold drugs because he had to make do and get some money in his house to feed his family, take care of bills, give the kids what they need, and to give them a better opportunity of life than what he had. I'm not saying black folks start doing crimes, but look at what it took and what was there available for them to try to get the boots to pull themselves up with. Where was the bootstraps if you didn't have boots? You feel me? Let me continue. The New Jersey Task Force for Reparations said they're going to examine the lingering negative effects of slavery on living African-Americans today and on society in New Jersey and the United States. All you got to do is look at the laws, because if we still have to vote on voting rights, if the three-fifths of a man is still there, if the Casual Killing Act is still there, if these things are written on the books and we're talking about reparations, how do you repair that? There are families who are destroyed and communities who are destroyed due to this, not only in New Jersey, but let's talk about Jersey since we're there. The war on drugs was created to destroy the community because in the 60s and 70s, black love was there and they had to get something to turn the community out. So Section 8 happened. They used a woman who had children for, um, for money. They made her the example for the whole community and people said black women were having babies for welfare money, which is crazy and not true when Caucasians make up the majority of welfare, not people of color. We had, um, like I said, back to drugs, y'all watch snowfall and stuff like that. We found out that the government under Carter and Nixon started the war on drugs to get rid of people who are brown skin in this community. How do you give a reparation for people who lost sons and daughters to drug use? How do you give reparations to people who tried to break generational curses and get out of the ghetto and hood by singing and becoming entertainers who are addicted to drugs, those same drugs, R.P. Marvin Gaye and so many others? How do you give reparations to the people who broke up their homes to have places to live and left black men? destitute, not able to work or 
not wanted in the home for money and broke up families. How do you repair that? Because see, in slavery, they broke the family up and sent people away. In the modern day, what they did was tell women to do this, become independent, not be with their fathers. Children missed their fathers. Family was broken. So men were getting outcasted. And sometimes the women were getting outcasted. So single mother and single parent, single father homes were created and out of this hatred. And how do you repair that? Is that what you're going to study? I hope you do. Because the deterioration of the family started not with people getting jobs. In my opinion, it started with the war on drugs and how all these shipments of guns and drugs came into the community. And then we had people killing each other left and right, people fighting for the almighty dollar, capitalism, salute to Ronald Reagan for destroying the country with that Reaganomics crap. And not only that, we had people doing what it took to get by in, in, in situations where they couldn't make it. I want to take take you to this comment. Mass incarceration created generations of men taken from their families. Exactly. So like I said, we're talking about crime. Now, New York had the Rockefeller laws where if you had like an ounce of something, you got 75 years and things like that. I don't know if Jersey had Rockefeller laws. I'm not too I'm aware of that. But think about that, too. Because even today with marijuana becoming legal, it's very hard for people of color to get into the marijuana game and to establish a way of living and having their own um, stores and things, pardon me, to um, sell weed legally in the, in, in, in the industry. Shout out to my brother Weirdo, who was teaching me about that and telling me how hard it is to get into that industry. Because if you're not a celebrity, you're not coming in with thousands of dollars to do something if you wanted to own a dispensary it's very hard to get into if you're a person of color north new jersey is looking to step open one dispensary but to get it open look at the hoops and hurdles they had to go through to get it open i would love to talk to them about that let's move on Woo, this is a lot new jersey task force wants to make recommendations for what remedies should be awarded through what instrumentalities and to whom those remedies should be awarded, which means they want to find out what they can do, what instruments of change can they implement and who should get them. Now, listen, this is a very sensitive topic because we talk about foundational black Americans as Tariq Nasheed puts it. We have people who come from other countries. We have people who um, have come from like Jamaica, Haiti, Trinidad, et cetera, et cetera. And people are saying, should they get um, included in this? My answer is no, if you don't have a trace, a lineage into this country. But people intermingle and mix. So is that a trick they're going to use within this? I was watching, uh, I think, of CNN and Don Lemon asked a woman from England about reparations in England. And the woman said, well, yeah, if you want reparations from England, you first got to go to Africa and get the people who sold the black people into slavery. And then we could talk about that. Then he just shut up. And I was so asinine. I wanted to punch Don Lemon in his mouth for being so. So unworthy, unprepared for such an ignorant question. Think about this, everybody. It goes beyond that because not all people of color 
who are in America came from Africa. And look what slavery did. There's a famous story, because I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just just I'm gonna beat beat that. There's a famous story I learned watching PBS, which is channel 13 in New Jersey when I was very young. I was in elementary school. And there was a story about two slave owners that talked to two slaves, and there was an indigenous female that came to them and they said they could not talk to the slaves in their language. And the, and the, and the uh, indigenous woman said, oh, I could talk to them in their language. I know the language. How? If they're from Africa and she's from here, how do they know the same language? That's first. Second, everything they said to um, her, she said to them. But when the, they said, but the men didn't understand each other. So they spoke something else, I guess, or, so, or to each other ignorantly with her there saying how they were going to do this and do this and do this to the people. And she told them that. And she, and her telling those enslaved men that it started a riot in Jamestown, Virginia. And that's how a lot of people were freed. Question. How, if they were from Africa, how could they know how to till the land and know the land? How could she speak the language? If you can answer that question, give it to me. I want to know. And I'm not disparaging African people because Africans did come here. I'm not disparaging the Native American people because that's, you know, and a lot of them, us, were shipped over to Panama, to the what's to call Dominican Republic, Haiti, Jamaica, Africa, and all those places. Now we know that it's in history. It's written. Look at the story of Pocahontas. It's there. We know about the story of a Mexum and all those things. That's in history. We know that some of the people that you call Mexicans are our people because they had land from Mexico all the way over to um, Virginia, and they, and, they, and they intermingled. We know that. The point of me bringing that up is. When you look at who's to be rewarded and instrumentations of things that's going to be done, you have to understand that's where they're going to try to trip people up and know who's who and who's where and where do they come from. This is one reason why I don't like Ancestry.com because Ancestry.com does not account for migration. It'll just tell you you're from all the way over there and that's it. I would love to know the history it says of my family, but I'm not giving them my blood or my DNA. I know where my family came from. I know my mother's side of the family originated in Oklahoma and moved to Virginia. I know my father's family is from Alabama. That ain't got nothing to do with Africa. And no disrespect to anyone from Africa who came here, none. But I know what the story is, but how my family went. And I'm telling you now, if they use that, this right here, to decide who gets what and how, ladies and gentlemen, I implore you, if you are a person of color watching this, Go do your homework on your family line yourself. Go look up documents or, or birth certificates. Go to City Hall. Go to wherever you got to. Ask your family, do you have any of them old Bibles with the trees in it, with your family lineage, lineage in it? Go do that because these are going to be the proof, the proofs that you need to show people not only your family line from generation to generation to generation, you're going to need that to show people that you are serious about who you are, not just for a reparation. Let me continue. They're going to study how to right the wrongs for people who are done dirty with slavery in the state of New Jersey. Well, let's talk about that. Because how do you right the wrongs for people who are put in jail unjustly? If a man went to jail, a woman went to jail for 20 years, unjustly and they're just getting out 
Because we have those things going on right now where they have people getting DNA evidence and all that. How do you give somebody their life back when they lose years? I don't care if you stayed a month in jail. That's dead time. How do you give people that time back when they lose their lives behind walls? How do you give people their lives back when they couldn't have children? They might have lost on their soulmate. They lost opportunity jobs. There was a man who I recently saw got out of jail not too long ago where he wanted to see his mother. And because they prolonged his court date to purposely to keep him in jail, he missed his mother's funeral and couldn't see his mother get buried. He missed seeing his mother for over 40 years. How do you pay that man back? That is impossible. We are talking about people who lost their sons. Family members who turned their back on people because of crimes they may not have committed. We have people on camera who are supposed to protect and serve putting drugs on people, planting them. We have people who are kidnapping these boys and girls who wear badges and then beating them to death. How do you give reparations to Tamir Rice's family? How do you give reparations to George Floyd's family? How do you give reparations to the look? And that's just people of color that like this. How about the people who are Hispanic? How do you repair them? Because some of them are mixed in with us too. So how do you repair that? Reparations. How do you repair something like that? In New Jersey, how do you repair people who don't have money to buy houses or own land? Are you just going to give them money? In this, on this article, it says the average household of people of color average $17,500. This is the median, medium, median net worth for the average black family in New Jersey, $17,500, where their counterpart, which is considered a white family, their median income is $320,500. You do the math, because that's over a disparity of $200,000, roughly, if not more. Actually, it's more. It's 2000 Wow, it's $203,000 difference. So think of where you're at and how much you make. And imagine there's twenty-three, two no, $203,000 in another house right next to you, and there's nothing you could do about it. That is treacherous. How is reparations going to give you that? When, check this out, it's, it's been said, I don't know this to be true, that your social security number will determine how much money you're supposed to make. Then by race and ethnicity, that also determines. So I'm going to tell you about my story. I'm a teacher. I've been in the classroom for about almost 20 years now. All right. And um, I used to, I made pretty good money. I'm not going to lie. But I will always hear stories about teachers and other institutions who will mess up and lose all this money. So in my five years of teaching, 
I wasn't cracking a high number, high threshold. I was not. I'm gonna just keep it real with you. I wasn't making that good money. I was doing okay. Still living with my parents, trying to get out the house. I was just doing okay. I know of a teacher who taught. I forgot where it was in New Jersey. It was a high school. It wasn't Milford, I don't think, but it was somewhere out there. And this man only taught five years. Same problem as me. He was making almost six figures as a teacher. And, I, and he lost his job by trying to sleep with females or sleeping with the students. Dumb him. But the point of me saying this is in five years, this man made 90 something thousand dollars. When in five years, I wasn't even making $60,000. Is that racial? I don't know. But that's a reality. And when you think about the average median black family making $17,500 per household in the house, as to the next one who's opposite or white, I do this because there's no such thing as black and white, but you know, believe what you want. But the average white family's home has $320,500. That should tell you that there's a very big disparity and it needs to be addressed. Now check this out. Depending on the money that you make or have opens up different worlds to you. You want to know why people don't know what we go through? Because if they can't see it, they're not going to acknowledge it. And a lot of us are not acknowledging people that's on the side of the roads, asking for money, begging for food, etc. Now imagine you have a job and there's somebody looking down on you and look at you as you're begging for food and you have a job. And they tell you, put yourself up by the bootstraps when you're just able to buy boots and you're trying to get up there and already have what they've had years and generations of wealth to do. So you know what keeps our people back? Life insurance. How do you repair that? Because a lot of people I know don't have life insurance because they can't afford it. Comment. Reparations should give wealth assets, not simply liquid money, right? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about reparations. What is the definition of a reparation? A reparation is the making of amends for a wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. Also, the action of repairing something. How, how do you repair it? We're going to touch that in a minute. But let me tell you, give you something I think people should look at too. That's called a restitution. The definition a definition of a restitution is the restoring of something lost or stolen to its proper owner. Recompense for injury and loss. In court, a reparation and a restitution are two different things. Because if, if finances is all that it takes, then I'll throw money at you. Because look, they make money digitally, in, digitally anyway. So here, here's some money. That's not a repairing, but a restitution is because if something was taken from somebody, give that stuff back. The Bible says if like if you steal something from somebody, you have to pay them back and do it seven times over. Are they are America really willing to do that? Because now that you see America's on its last its last legs, are they going to blame people of color for the destruction of America? But with reparations, is this is that what this is all about? I'm gonna tell y'all something. 
gas, I remember gas was 99 cents, 79 cents, 89 cents, 99 cents. And gas is now almost $4 in New Jersey. I seen it at the highest I seen gas not too long ago was $487. And I was up in Livingston, I think. And the lowest I seen gas not too long ago was $287 and 293 And they said when this gas thing happened, don't expect gas to go down anytime soon. Can't people saying eggs are expensive, food is expensive, but we're talking about reparations. So, check this out how do you repair that? Are you going to give people of color their, their right to have their own and be to themselves again? Are you going to give people of color what it means and takes to not only pull themselves up by the bootstraps, but to have different pairs of boots and then to will it off to people who come after them? So let's talk reparations. Is money a reparation? No, it is a means to start repairing and restitution. Because if you give people a bunch of money and they don't have financial literacy, what exactly are you giving them money for? If you're giving people money or you're giving people the opportunity to buy and own a house for about like 20 years of no taxes, a payment of taxes on it, that's different. If you're taking away student debt, because if people don't have the money in their houses, that affects if they go to college, if they do secondary education, etc. If the money is not there and you just give money, are people going to give it to institutions? So people are going to get money, spend money, and that's your reparation? No. We have to have financial literacy. We have to have community-based insight. We have to have things for the children to put them in better position. Because I can tell you now, the way the school system is, and I'm not talking about my job, I'm talking about everybody's school. The way the school system is, we're not properly being taught to go into the world and handle responsibility of the world. We're going into schools, and schools are saying, we hit our quota, 95 people in high school, they're like 95 people, 95% graduated and went to college. 99 graduated, got to go and got accepted to college, not went. In elementary school, 99% of our students went to secondary education. We did our job. Not counting the children who got pushed along or who need help. Not, a lot, not counting these schools who have children with IEPs and they don't send the IEPs along and these people and these children end up not going to school because they can't afford, get scholarships because of that and they get hurt because they don't have the things that are in place to help them survive or be successful. So I'm drinking water. I'm doing a lot of talking. Pardon me and forgive me. But this is the truth. How do we get people to get restored and repaired when the issue is so deep that the umbrella is not going to catch all the issues that are within it. I can't answer that question for you, but I ask you, what do you think? Leave a comment and let me know. This is a bigger issue than just giving people money. But if you've seen the cover if you've seen the cover of this uh, conversation, people think that's the answer. Money, 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 money. It's not the answer. Because if you've seen people with money kill themselves, especially when the money dries up, 
if you've seen the if you've seen how people react to money and what money does to folks, money ain't exactly the answer to everything. Shout out to Lady Miz, Lady Miz, I love you and your and your and your and your movement. The the prisoner song is still one of my favorite songs. I want to give you shout out, shout out, and I would love to talk to you about this as well. I wish you were on. You know what I'm saying? Um, as I was saying, money is not the answer to reparations. It's more because we have to we have to start with the foundation. What a child sees is what they're going to believe they can be. I remember when Black Panther One came out, not that garbage that just came out just now, the real Black Panther with Chadwick Boseman. When 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 Black Panther first came out, the first one, I saw a child do a social media, got on social media and went to the poster and said, "Is this what you look? This what you you feel like? Is this how you feel? Is this what you feel when you see you? Because I feel good right now." And it made me think. When I was a young man, when I saw Batman, Spider Man, Superman. I saw what I wish I could be, but people who are different color of me saw themselves. How do you have a reparation for that? When a child goes into school and they learn about the first thing they learn about people looking like them is slavery. How do you have a reparation for that? I'm going to tell y'all something. I went to St. Mary's school in Newark, New Jersey, Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard next to St. Benedict's down the street from Arts High. It was there for the Arts High Central Wars, all right? We was caught in the middle. Let me tell you something. I remember going to Catholic school, and I hated them, and I hated that school as I got older, but I, I stuck it out. And I remember going to services, because it's Catholic school, you had to go to service. And I remember one day I looked up, and I asked my teacher in religion class, because we had religion class, why are all the saints white and all the devil's people of color? Do black people go to heaven? They wanted to kick me out that school. Not only for that question, I asked a lot of questions that, they, that people didn't like. But how do you repair that? Because as a child growing up, Christ had blonde hair and blue eyes, or he had brown hair and blue eyes. All the disciples were white. And the only saint of color we were taught was St. Martin de Porras, which is St. Martin of the Poor, which his name is. And his miracle, besides lever like, like he, tran he, he transported and he levitated off the ground. Like they said, his major, his major miracle was making a cat, a rat, and a dog eat out the same dish. So poverty or beating poverty was his got him sainthood. That's how we were taught. How do you repair that with reparations and money? Reparations is more than here. Here's a couple dollars because I did you wrong. And what they're saying in some instances is people of color in this country, they want to get $1.5 million a piece. $1.5 million ain't shit. Sorry, it's nothing. It's really nothing when you when, when, when we look at inflation when you look at the cost of living the taxation and the lack of equity across the board when it comes to living the life in america today just check this out 
$1.5 million in New York is different to $1.5 million in Atlanta, which is different to $1.5 million in Montana. All have different um, price tags to how you live. Because land in New York being the Mecca, the immediate capital of the world and all that, people want to go to New York, New York, New York, big city of dreams, right? They Their, their, their cost of living is higher. New Jersey's and as high as New York, but it's higher than Montana and Georgia. For what you pay for a house in Georgia, you can't afford that in New York. So how do they, how are they going to designate in each area what a reparation is to a person that's in need? So that's why I think every state is doing it because nationally you can't do it because the cost of living is different. Let's talk about people who get forgotten in reparations we talked about men women and children right and that's the designation of you know your community what about the black farmers who was talking about how they're not getting treated fairly and how people are not working with them and they're losing their land and they're losing their crops so nobody's helping them out what do they get how about the people in flint michigan who didn't have water what do they get where fracking was destroying or is destroying their community how about all the people who are celebrities who fly out of country to go take care of people in Africa and give them water and things like that. Not saying you shouldn't help people, but what about the people in your own country? Are you helping the homeless problem? Are you helping feed people? Do you have to go across the water to do something? Can you not do something here? Because from what I understand, Africa is very developed, but there are some places where it is underdeveloped. Here, we are a first world country, and we still got people living on the street going through hell. I saw what's going on in LA, and they lead the, they lead the nation of homelessness, but New Jersey got some homelessness too, and who's helping them? And is that homelessness due to the effects of slavery? Could be. Could be mental, could be physical, could be spiritual, could be emotional. How does money heal that? I don't have the answer for this, but I wish you could help me figure it out so we can tell them. Because here's the last thing I want to tell you about the article about New Jersey getting in on the reparations talk. Please let me find it for you. While I'm looking for this, thank you for watching Heritage Hip Hop tonight. Please subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop online, heritagehiphop.com, Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. But here's something I want to read. The proposed measure of reparations in New Jersey um, stipulates the task force that they're putting together to study all the effects of slavery on people in America, and, and, I'm sorry, in America, in New Jersey, economically, especially, and more, will hold at least six public meetings, one in Camden, New Jersey, one in Patterson, New Jersey, one in Newark, New Jersey, one in New Brunswick, New Jersey, Next in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and the last one in Trenton. And they're supposed to do this one year, 12 months following the initial meeting of people coming together as a task force to study reparations and how reparations can be <laughs> monitored by how the effects it has on people in the state of New Jersey. 
I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I personally hope we can get our acts together before this thing happens. But you know what? For those of y'all who are biblically inclined, it's said that in the last days, the children of Israel are going to be recompensed money and it's going to destroy the nations and the nations are going to kick them out of their country and they're going to have to go to somewhere where they're supposed to be, which could be if you believe black folks in America are the descendants of the Hebrew Israelites or Hebrew Israelites. Let me go back to um, Israel. Who knows? I can't tell you that. Check this out. Have you read Poweronomic? No, I've read Afroeconomics, but I've never heard of Poweronomic. Share the information with me and I'll get up on it. If that's, like I said, if that's the case where this is the bankrupting of a country to make biblical things happen in the new age to come, well, hey, that's biblically speaking. Hey, if that's what's to happen, that's what's to happen, which means it's prophesied. It's not for me to say it is, it is not going to happen. Whatever God wants to happen is supposed to happen if that's what you believe. That's first. Second, when it comes to economics and all this, oh, Dr. Claude Anderson wrote it. So then that's the book where he talks about people of color owning sweat and not owning um things that like like you know industry. If that's the that's the, the book he talked of it, I, I do need to read that. But um, when it comes to reparation, if you want to prepare yourself for a reparation, this is what I, I ask you to do. I urge you. Give financial literacy. Learn what money really is and how people use money. Everybody hates Donald Trump and they think he's a nasty guy and all this. Donald Trump is a genius when it comes to the system. If he has a book on the system, it would be wise to read it. This man, let me tell you how crafty this man is. His ex-wife died and he buried her at his golf course resort. Resort. And because he buried her there, it became a cemetery. And now he pays no taxes and nothing on all that stuff. Black labor and wealth. Okay. But he he did that to not pay any, any, any taxes and stuff on that land. So now because the golf course is a cemetery, guess what? It's free. They asked Donald Trump during the presidential debate, do you cheat on your taxes or whatever and you use loopholes and all that? He said, yes, yes, I do. I do the same thing that Hillary Clinton did and all her people. And that's how they have their money and they fund her. And guess what? I'm going to do it again. Like they do, et cetera, et cetera. Lady Miz said, I don't hate Donald Trump. I don't like the racism, schism, but always respect him when it came to real estate and money. You have to, you have to, because at the end of the, at the end of the day, that's who you're up against. So you have to study your opponent and able to beat them. That's what they do in basketball, football, baseball, and sports. That is kind of like what life is. To understand what you're up against, you have to study and put yourself in position to battle that opposition. So if you really want to battle the effects of racism, take your education serious. Don't wait for the schools to teach your children, ladies and gentlemen. Please. Teach your children yourself. Whatever you don't know, learn it with your babies. I hate that Black History Month comes up and all children hear about is two paragraphs of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Now they got critical race theory coming up and they don't want to teach the children anything about Black History. No Martin Luther King, no Ku Klux Klan, no nothing. Everything just happened, which is bullshit. Sorry for my language. Teach the children yourself. 
My favorite documentary to watch that I love my family to watch with me whenever they want to is Eyes on the Prize. Eyes on the Prize is the best documentary about black America that has ever been made. And I urge you, please take the time with your children to watch and explain to them the history of this country. Please don't wait for school to teach your children because guess what? Half the teachers in the state are complaining that they're not able to teach the children and all they could do is paperwork and you keep... Y'all seen what happened with COVID and what people had to go through to teach their children. Please teach your own, your children. Please take the time to teach your children. Teach your children how to write. Teach them how to read. If you're not even good with that stuff, just talk to them and spend time with your babies and elevate their mind through stimulating conversation. Ask them questions and ask them open-ended questions, not yes, no questions, and help your children decide. Help them with their cognitive development. Please take them off of the social media that's just teaching them ignorant stuff. Because all the social media has been is people shaking their behinds, getting naked, or people doing violence or saying stupid things. We got men in wigs and women dressing as guys. That's not stimulated educational things. You got more people cussing and acting like degenerates. And with those, you know what's funny? How do you repair that? Because on reparations, right, we're helping, we're helping repair things. What about the media? How do we repair how the media has affected racism in New Jersey? If y'all don't know about the movie um, The Birth of a Nation, the original one, about the Ku Klux Klan saving the white woman from being ravaged, raped, or something by the man, the dark-skinned man, which helped people believe that black men are savages. Or you got the Sarah Bartman thing. Well, they wanted, they wanted her to get naked and they stole her bones or wouldn't give it back to her country when she died. We have social media that has women taking pictures with the doing like kissy lips and more naked than being shown their intelligence. How do we have a media? To, how do we repair that when the news always tells you something about a person of color getting arrested, killed or doing something heinous and dirty? And causes new narratives like black on black crime to make people look down on us like we're less than. Yet they want to steal our music, our entertainment, use us for entertainment, and tell us that we're not good enough. How do you repair that? If you ever seen the movie Blood and Bone, one of my favorite fights in that movie was not a fight at all. It was a verbal fight where the white, the white gentleman says to the black guy, well, do you allow your dog to sit at your table? He was referring to people of color sitting at the same table with Caucasian men and women, that we're their dogs and do we allow our dogs to sit at the table to eat with us? Because that's how he looks at us. Disgusting. Disgusting. And if that's how the world looks at us, why are we giving them what it takes to look down on us and not see us as equals or capable? It says the, it says the world will rejoice when the sons of God return to their rightful place. It's up to us to make that happen. So when I listen, I talk about hip hop. Yeah, I interview people who make all types of hip hop, but I try to put plant a jewel there so they can learn and consider the power that they have within their words. Because all hip hop isn't bang them up, shoot them up, and, and, and do drugs and have sex. You got Lady Miz in the, in, in the comments right here, and she makes great music, and she makes some positive music too. And she's nice. So raise your bars if you want to know. If you don't know who she is, find her and get your bars right. That's what I'm going to say. But we have people out there. I said in my Martin Luther King article on heritagehiphop.com, we have Public Enemy. 
We have Poor Rogers Teachers, KRS One, X Clan, Paris, etc., etc., etc. But it didn't stop because J. Cole is there, Kendrick is there. We have other people who make positive music, and even some because now the landscape is not mainstream anymore. You have more under them. So that legacy is still there, and we have to introduce our children to that, not just drill and trap music. There's more ways to, there's more ways to educate and show. Um, there's more ways to educate and show the world who we are. Lady Miss says it starts with us, though. We have to take personal responsibility for the things that we do as a people. We have to work inward and outward. Absolutely. So that's why the question comes. What is a reparation and how should it be given? Because at the end of the day, a reparation is not going to be, I, I gave you money and now fix your problem. In a relationship, if a person that you're dealing with abuses you and they throw money at you, does that give away, does that take away the emotional scars? Does that take away the physical scars? Does that take away the trauma? No. And the relationship people have in this country is based on all three of those things, emotional, physical, and traumatic scars. I'm going to just say this, y'all, because I don't want to be on here too long. I got to get my shout outs and I got to do what I got to do for the family tonight. I just want to say this. We have to take care of ourselves and not relate to the people. Let me say that again. We have to take care of ourselves and not depend on others to take care of us. See, one thing about people who come from other countries when they come here, they come to their own community and they build. How do you give a reparation to people who were taught not to build with each other and to get um to leave your community to go build with other people? Martin Luther King Jr. said that himself. He said he wanted people to integrate, but he felt he was integrating the Negro into a burning house, that America, integrating in America was not the right thing to do, and it was going to tear us apart. You know what our examples of that is? Do the Asians come here and integrate with everybody? And they have their own thing going on, and they're fine. The Jewish people, do they come over here and try to get in with everybody and party and everything? No. They do their own thing, they have their peace of mind, and they have their community, and they're good. A lot of Hispanics don't do it either. Some of them are more racist than these white folks that's in this country. So let me just be honest with y'all. Us integrating, I'm not going to say that was the problem, but us not being social and community-based with ourselves is a problem, and we have to fix that as well. We need our own schools. We need our own doctors. We need our own lawyers. We need our own institutions of education, finances, law. Um, we need our own griots and people who could know who know the traditions to bring us into the understanding of ourselves and who we are. How does a reparation change the fact that racism and hatred broke the black community away from the church? Had Islam come in, not saying Islam is bad, and other types of faith because people thought the church was soft and they wanted to fight, and because they weren't fighting and they wanted to fight, that they had schisms against each other because one wanted to be nonviolent, one of them wanted to every man and um, one, and all the other stuff, and it caused more schism. 
let's really, really look into what we need to bring all the faith together to bring harmony within our community. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you Muslim, Jewish, Hebrew, Buddhist, Taoist, atheist, or whatever. Once said by the the, uh, the, the I'll put it like this when you talk re um, um, religious. Once said the the wise words from the from the prophet Uncle Ruckus of the Boondocks. Whether you got money or you don't, you're still a nigga. So whether no matter what God you you believe in, you still that N word, and people will not care where you come from or who you are. My uncles went to war for this country and they went to war and came back. And they said one of the most heartbreaking things was they fought for this country and came back and were still treated like third class citizens, not second, third class citizens. It's ridiculous and unfair. So, uh-oh. Lady Miz says, we're the only group of people that send our kids to our pressure to be educated. No. We're not, but I will tell you this. We are the only country where the school system is just that and not meant to teach. I'm going to ask you, a, I'm, I'm, I'm on the inside, so I'm going to ask you a question. You have the state standards of learning, yet you have Catholic school, Christian school, Muslim school, independent school, you have Jewish school, you have all these different types of schools in your own curriculums. They all have to listen to the standard, but they all not teach in the same way. And all our children don't learn the same thing at the same time. So now who's going to take the weight of that? Are they going to the New Jersey task force going to do that? Are they going to address that? This is a very deep conversation and it's very real. And for everybody on here who um, stuck with me during this conversation, I applaud you. And I thank you. Please leave your name in the comments. Let me know you're listening. Put yourself out there. I want to give a shout out to my brother. This is Shaw Skills. My Capace Met. That's Shaw Skills right there. Look for Shaw Skills and his song, Yeah, 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 video being played. Right now he's on Heritage Hip Hop on In The Booth. But what do y'all think? This is, this is the time. This is the time where y'all can ask some questions. You know what I'm saying? I believe we had a nice build. I didn't believe we had a nice build session. Please, you can ask some questions. Let me know what you're thinking. If not, you can subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com. I am Karev. You can follow Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. You can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, well, I guess, or wherever you get your podcast, I'm there. All right? If you're not there, you can also go always go to heritagehiphop.com and you can follow on YouTube as well. I'm here where you can see me and we could build to have these conversations as well. All right. So please, if there's no other questions, if there's no other comments, I want to give a shout out to all y'all for watching. I want to give a shout out to the artifacts who put out the album. Here it is. No expiration date. I ain't open this one. This is a special one. It has the vinyl in it. For all y'all who have children who like superheroes and comic books, uh, this is Mr. Kumasi Issue 3 by a hip-hop artist named Drift. It's Mr. Kumasi Issue 3. Sorry for the lenticular cover being bright, but you can follow Drift at King Kojo on Facebook and Instagram. Check out his book. I'm going to have a um, 
I'm gonna have a write-up about his books coming soon. Let's see what we have right here. We have I'm glad I tuned in tonight. I open a great to topics and you research. Well, thank you for the compliment. Join us on Heritage Hip Hop at all times. I have different types of content. If you like music, we have music content. This goes under the mic council. The mic council is um where I discuss the serious things that affect the hip hop culture, not just talk to MCs and singers and rappers and stuff. This is the mic council special to me because this is the educated conversation that we need to have as a community. You see what I'm saying? Shout out to Lady Miss. She said, I'm going to bring you on my podcast. Anytime you want this for you, it's whatever. I told you I support you no matter what you do. All right. Sedan. That's right. Sedan is my man. And you know, my grandson loves Sedan music. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's my man. So for, yeah, everybody out there, listen, thank you for, um, thank you for uh, watching Heritage Hip Hop. But I got a surprise for you. Heritage Hip Hop is evolving. And I want to bring to you tonight the new opener for heritage hip hop that you're going to see my man let, gave me his voice this is a heritage hip hop exclusive which i'm still going to use sometime but for the show i got something for y'all so ladies and gentlemen without further ado i would like to play for you the her the new opener for heritage hip hop and here we go in three two one <laughs> I don't know. Did you see it? It didn't play on my end. I guess y'all saw. I see some fires up there. But yes, man, like I said, my goal with Heritage Chip Hop is not only to just interview people. I want to work with the community. I want to get in with my people and build. I have a plan to get into these high schools and teach these children in ways that I was never taught. You see what I'm saying? Um, shout out to my brother on here. Oh, what up? Thank you, everybody, for the fire emojis. Thank you, thank you. I hope you saw yourself in it. For the people who are there, if you've seen yourself, share it. I need you to tag people and let them, let them know it's up there. Um, I told y'all, my goal is to be the Ralph McDaniels of New Jersey. When I die, I want to have... Um, <laughs> when I die, I want um to be remembered with the greats. You know, um, I'm going to be honest with y'all and be very mm, transparent. I'm out of winter, never really won too many things. I wasn't chosen to do a lot of great things with, with, in the world. I'm not everybody's first pick or first choice and all that. But I don't care. 
I'll make my way. I want to make my way into greatness. I'm going to have to push my way, elbow my way in. That's what I'm going to do. And Heritage Hip Hop is my baby. You know how you fight for your kids? Well, that's how I'm going to fight for Heritage Hip Hop to bring you not only the best of the best, but to give you respectful, quality hip hop. I don't care if I have, I may do something with people who are naked. I may do something with people who talk about violence, but we're also always going to talk about the music, the culture, and the people that are influenced by it and how we can make it better. Because if shaking your ass all day is how you think you can make the world better, I'm going to check you and I'm going to make sure you know, not, not on this program platform, we're going to make it happen for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? What is that? Giants or Eagles? Come on now. I'm a Giants fan, but we'll see what happens. Shout out to my Raiders too. LT and Bo Jackson held me down. But that, that's that's not, not even the point. To everybody out there that's watching, may the most high bless you. Thank you for watching. This will be available as a podcast on Spotify and anywhere you get your podcast. This video will be up on YouTube. And more importantly, may the most high bless you and keep you whole. Because at the end of the day, we are all we got. And no one's going to do it for us, so we got to do it for ourselves. The one thing to all my um, to all my church, that my church folks, I want to bring this to your attention because we always people always pray for Jesus or Allah and them to come. But I will tell you this: it does say in the Bible two things that I think reparations can help us with if we get our, if we repair our minds correctly. One thing about is taught in the Bible that people never talk about is how, as a man, you don't live off your woman. So all men, get your stuff right and lead by example. Don't lead with your mouth because a real leader does the work, not talks about the work. That's number one. And number two, the Bible says, don't vote people from another nation ahead of you because they'll take care of their own people and forget about you. And we have years and generations of that in this country. And it's time for us to get our stuff together. So not to get political and all that other stuff. You figure that out. And let's put our people in the right state of mind and right positions. Shout out to Do It All Do, Councilman of the Westwood for Newark, New Jersey. Shout out to Raz. Shout out to everybody in Newark that's doing anything. Um, I appreciate y'all. And if hip-hop could get Do It All Do and Mayor Andre Rainey into the politics, and hopefully get bigger and better seats as they age and progress in politics, we could do anything. So it's not about just entertaining. We have to educate and give the world our best so we can influence the world the next way and with the next wave of hip hop. And that's not just music. That's with intelligence and in the building of society as a whole. So with that being said, this is Karev, a heritage hip hop. Coming out with a bang, look. And I say peace. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. Please visit HeritageHipHop.com and follow Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. If you would like to help the movement grow and become a special member of Heritage Hip Hop, please visit the website, buy some merch, or donate on our cash app at dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop. We thank you for your ears. We thank you for your time. And we promise to give you the best as we celebrate New Jersey hip hop all around the world. This is the Mike Council, where we talk about real issues in the hip hop community that affect us not only in the culture musically, 
but socially and worldwide. May the Most High bless you. Peace.